And we're back to all you dads out there. Welcome to Real Dads Lead, actually the Real Dads Lead book club today. Um, we're going to be going over the um, Stepping Up, A Call to Courageous Manhood, Courageous Manhood um, by Dennis Rainey. I'm excited for that. Super excited. Um, I am your host, Dwayne Smith. And uh, next to me is my fellow father, Matt Hamilton. How are you doing today, Matt? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. What did you do this weekend? I <clears throat> uh, did a lot of things, actually. But uh, probably the most notable was uh, all afternoon for about four hours. We had we both prepped and then spent time at a nursing home. Prepped and spent time at a nursing yeah, home? Yeah, with, uh, with the youth. Yep. Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. I hate nursing homes. Yeah. Oh, that is a, I'm confessing. I, I probably, uh, it's, it would be something that I need to work on, yeah. but cause I know it's desperately needed to, for people to, but man, I just have a hard time dealing with that. Go ahead. Just let it out. I don't like the smell. I don't like the... <laughs> atmosphere it's just hard for me yeah i'm not big on hospitals or nursing homes or i don't know if it's good i don't like just thinking about that Mm -hmm. or but i know that you know the people who are there desperately need people so i mean i do it yeah right and i go and i've been to nursing homes and i've helped out and done it's just not my favorite thing to Mm -hmm. do yeah yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of people really resonate with that. <clears throat> and I have heard that, that many people don't like hospitals and nursing homes because it kind of like brings them face to face with the brevity of life mm. and with death, Maybe. you know. Um, but yeah, the smells can definitely be there, especially in older nursing homes. Uh, we actually went to two yesterday. We split up and the, the other group that my boys were a part of, <clears throat> um, this is like brand new, super fancy. Mm. Like they've got their own ice cream parlor in this oh, place. Man. There's like a waterfall when you walk in. I don't, okay. I don't think it smelled at all. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but we went to a different one. Um, and anyway, you know, the reason I bring that up as, as far as what I did this weekend is because I think it really does tie into this first book discussion. Okay. Yeah. Um, in our introduction to the book, we talked about how the first four chapters have to do with courage, mm. uh, which is at the heart of what it means to be a man for Dennis Rainey. Right. And it really did take some courage to go into a nursing home. It does mm. every time. I've been there more than once, yeah. you know. Um, but for some of those very reasons, it takes courage. It's an uncomfortable situation, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and you're you're basically thrown in there and you're expected to start talking to people you've never met before. Right. You have no idea if they're going to be uh, – cognizant even of your uh, your your presence yeah. or that they'll remember what right. you've talked about or what's going to come out of their mouth like we've had some really crazy situations and conversations in nursing homes um so it takes you out of your comfort zone and mm-hmm. it takes courage to do it it took courage for all the kids involved I was really proud of them mm. so anyway it was, it was really a fantastic experience and the kids want to keep going back even if oh, we really? don't plan it yeah they kind of want to take the lead and start planning it so, oh that's good yeah i was yeah. very proud of them yeah i i mean i do <clears throat> know that when i have done it in the past that it was a good it's a good experience mm-hmm. when i'm there it's just getting there yeah <laughs> just getting there is difficult like almost everything though, yeah. that you're nervous about as soon as you break that ice it's like okay i'm good yeah right exactly yeah so we want to talk about this book yep chapter one mm-hmm. um so hopefully um everyone out there um 
was able to get a chance to um, get the book or get the uh, download the um, the podcast and go through chapter one at least if you didn't go through more. Um, I know the first time that I downloaded, I went through about uh, six, maybe five or six chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they're quick chapters. Yeah, they're and when really you listen quick. to it theatrically, it's like yeah, this is super engaging. Yeah, so I really, really, really uh, am looking forward to going over this first chapter with you. So, um, if you guys recall, the in the very beginning, I had a, a quote. Um, the quote was by um, Ambrose. What was his name? Ambrose Redman. Redman. Oh, sorry, Red Moon. Red Moon. Red Moon. Ambrose Red Moon. What does that quote say? It says, courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important. So there's lots of things we're going to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. But if there's something that's more important, you overcome that That's fear. right. You choose to do it anyway. So <clears throat> you can be afraid of dogs. I have a son super afraid of dogs. He won't even go out. Sometimes it's like, let's just go on a walk. Is this, is this Scott? This is Scott. Okay. And he was like, no, I don't want to go on a walk because he's super afraid of dogs. Mm-hmm. Or when we came to your house and you had those <laughs> barking dogs. It's so funny. And I was like, Scott, he would not get out of the car. Yeah. But eventually he got out of the car and mm-hmm. came in and he's been to your house a couple of times with the dogs around and even though he hates it, yeah, that took courage. It takes example. a lot of cor- courage. Yeah. So, yeah. Read that quote one more time. Yep. Courage is not the absence of fear, but rather the judgment that something else is more important. Okay. And that's important too, because I mean, that just that first phrase, courage is not the absence of fear. Sometimes we equate fear with the absence of courage. Mm, yeah. Right. Right. But that's not that's that's not what's being said Good here. Point. Right. So, but they can both be present. Yeah. It's you're bringing them into contact with them, with one another and you're yeah. overcoming the second with Ooh, the first. I like that. I like that. Right. So they started with a story mm-hmm. and um, this was what, a guy named Red. Was that what his name? Yeah, that was his nickname. Nickname, Red. Mm-hmm. And um, Red is a, a military story. So yeah. just brief overview of what that was. Yeah. So this is your kind of typical story when you come to when, when you think about courage. Right. Um, that it's, it's I, I don't say typical to lessen it in any way, because this is a remarkable mm-hmm. story. Uh, but basically, in a nutshell, uh, Red was on a, a B-29 Super Fortress in World War II, uh, nearing the end of the war. And his job in the Super Fortress was to release these white phosphorus bombs, smoke bombs, out the back so so as to leave a trail essentially for mm-hmm. uh, their fellow uh, pilots, pilots right yeah. to follow in the air and unfortunately one of these explodes in the drop chute mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and it's burning at 1300 degrees fahrenheit crazy hot <laughs> and the the cabin is obviously it's it's filled with smoke can't really see anything basically uh oh and, and not only that but it's it's so hot it's actually burning through the metal right. and threatening to move towards the other explosives right right so they're gonna blow up um so that's one option or they crash land and try to crash land into the ocean which is kind of a obviously a risk in itself mm-hmm. red really quickly decides neither of those are options apparently he 
manhandles, we could say. He, he literally picks up the shell from which all this this smoke is coming from. It's burning at 1,300 degrees. He picks it up with his hand and starts moving towards the cockpit window mm -hmm. to get rid of it. And there's a latch that he has to get through. He needs both hands. Mm -hmm. He tucks that 1,300-degree burning uh, canister up under his arm next to his rib cage. Mm -hmm. It's burning him there now. He gets through, and he disposes of this thing 300 feet above the water just before essentially the plane crashes. Yeah. The smoke clears just in time and they're able to pull up. All of them are saved. And not only them, but the future generations, right? That yeah. come from them. I mean, right. he's truly a hero. Yeah. Not only was he severely burned, he was still smoldering. Dennis Lee uses the word smoldering a month later right. because as they would pull each little fleck uh, out from him as yeah. that, phosphorus came into contact with the oxygen he'd burn all over again yeah oh, i can't imagine can't i mean imagine. ed that's just an incredible yeah that was an story incredible story <laughs> yeah an and, incredible man yeah yeah and i do think that i think that society in general there's lots of movies and lots of comics and different things stories that are written about that type of courageousness right um and I mean, I just think, uh, you know, the first Captain America movie, you know, when they were deciding which, you know, what kind of soldier they wanted to to put this enhanced mm -hmm. um, stuff on. Um, and they were looking at Steve Rogers. He's a scrawny, scrawny little pipsqueak and not like, quote unquote, the man's man type of uh, soldier mm -hmm. uh, or soldier at all. And um uh, I remember in the movie version where they were trying to figure out they had a bunch of these men. They were doing push-ups and things like that. And he couldn't, like, he couldn't, one or he two couldn't or hardly. Yeah, everyone else, he's like, mm -hmm. are you sure this is the person you want? And he took a little um, grenade, threw it out there, and said, grenade! Yeah. Everybody ran except for <clears throat> Steve Rogers. He went and jumped on the grenade. Right, right. Courage. It ended up being a dud, mm -hmm. but he was like, that's why I want them and yeah. encourages, you know, it's a heart thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, I do think that that is, uh, basically what typically we think of, um, when we think of courageous men, mm -hmm. you know, we do think of the nine 11 firefighters going up into the building. We think of the, the military people going into harm's way mm -hmm. to help people or, or what have you. And that is courageous mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and I do think that that's um, necessary. Mm -hmm. It's necessary and Something it's we desirable. Should we should aspire to. We should aspire we to should that. We should totally accept the inspiration that yeah. we get from people like Red. Right. For sure. Right, right, it does right. make us better men. Exactly. We need those stories. But is that the only type of courage? No. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is really, really important. I thought it was really helpful. Um, the fact that courage actually transcends the act of valor battlefield categories, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's, it's really important because we, we often feel like we're not courageous people or we don't have the opportunity to be courageous men. But in reality, as Dennis points out, we are faced with opportunities to be courageous all the time, you mm -hmm. know, and, and as soon as we realize that courage transcends the act of valor battlefield uh categories we can start to see how that is 
mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and this might introduce us to the next story that he brings in, and yeah. we can talk about a few other ways that courage is manifested or can be uh, not on the battlefield. Yeah, the yeah. actual battlefield. Yeah. So that second story, do you remember? Yeah, I mean, I I mean, remember that. <laughs> I mean, it was a story that I've heard. Um, not that particular story, but mm-hmm. heard similar. similar stories where basically, you know, there is a a couple, and there are, um, you know, marriage difficulties. Um, the, the worst is infidelity, mm-hmm. and where. Um, the wife of a guy, his name is Mike. I think, uh, his name was Mike, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he was, um, not faithful to his wife and confessed to her and basically um, broke it off, split mm-hmm. up, or what have you. Um, wanted but a then divorce, wanted yeah. a divorce, but before they could get the divorce, they, you know, he tried to, you know, reconcile and. And she forgave him, and which also takes courage on the mm-hmm. female side. Mm-hmm. And um, and then he, um, and they thought things were great, but then he ended up doing it again. So a second um, marital, uh, outside marriage relationship, mm-hmm. uh, extramarital relationship. And this time basically told her, you know, we're done. You need to go live with your parents. And... Um, and then the parents, um, kind of encouraged them to go to a counseling. Is that right? The family life. Yeah. Was it the parents? Yeah. The weekend. The in-laws. Weekend to remember type Yeah, weekend things. to remember. That's right. Yeah. yeah. A marriage retreat. A marriage retreat. And because he was resistant to it. He was. But remember, she's also pregnant at this point. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 She's pregnant. Right. And he doesn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to do with the marriage anymore right Right. but then he sees the ultrasound pictures Mm -hmm. and something is awakened in him yeah as a father yeah and he's like okay i'm I'm willing to give this a shot let's go to the weekend yeah which took courage right it was like okay exactly and i think we haven't talked about this but and he doesn't exactly say in the story but i think another reason it takes courage is because he felt like he just couldn't make marriage work Mm -hmm. he came from a broken home where his parents had divorced after seven years, he came in determined that that wasn't going to be the case for him. He was going to make it last longer, but just in a few months, he was already in an affair. Yeah. Right. right. And so I think there was this discouraged, defeated uh, attitude that he had. I just Mm -hmm. can't make this work. Wanting to aside, I just can't do it. Right. Right. So to hear there's this opportunity, it took courage in the face of, this mental and emotional block. I can't make this work. It, it took courage to say, okay, now I'm going to give this another shot. Right. Right. It went to this uncomfortable Christian marriage retreat Yeah. that he otherwise never would have gone to. Mm-hmm. And what happened there? Yeah. Well, it basically changed mm-hmm. around and was wanting to be a better husband, be the husband that he was meant to be, mm-hmm. be the father that he was meant to be. Um, he also um, went to his in-laws to apologize mm-hmm. to them, apologize to his wife, humility. apologize to his in-laws, mm-hmm. and um, it talked. It said, you know, it took some time. That nothing just happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, but talked about him building the trust back with his wife, with yeah. his wife, and 
um, being able to restore the relationship. Right. The, it climaxed with them renewing their wedding vows, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it took courage. He wasn't on a battlefield. Right. Yeah. I mean, on, on one hand, we could speak about this from the Christian perspective to say we are always on a battlefield, right? Yeah. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, yeah. love, but against I the like spiritual that. forces of darkness that mm -hmm. exist in the world that are behind these cultural shifts and influences and, you know, the, the uh, mental negativities that we have in our mind, all of that. On, on one sense, we're always on the battlefield, but it wasn't a battlefield like Red's was, right? right? right. It, was, it was in his own home. Mm -hmm. He was failing as a man, mm -hmm. let alone as a husband and as a father. It took courage to try again, mm -hmm. right? It took courage to surrender control to Christ, right. which he made that decision. It took courage to go and admit that he was wrong. It takes yeah. courage to make right your wrongs. It, mm -hmm. it take that take, that's courage. That's exactly what that is. It's courage. And it took courage to go and apologize in humility to his in-laws because, and he needed to, because I'm sure they were her number one source of comfort through right. all of that infidelity. Yeah. So this was a man who was on a courageous mission to make things right. Mm -hmm. So we're, we've seen two different stories here of what courage can look like. Right, right, right. But it doesn't stop there, right? And we've already talked about courage to go and serve other people, mm -hmm. right? In, in a nursing home, for example, or a hospital or whatever it might be. Um, it takes courage uh, as a man, I think, as a father to say, especially in today's culture, these things I will not allow in my house. Mm -hmm. yeah. you know? And it takes courage. If we go back to um, Ambrose's uh, quote. Uh, quote, yeah, it's that's courage because it is in the face of a fear yeah. or an obstacle, a giant per se. And, and the, the fear would be in this or obstacle in this situation would be um, you may find opposition from your wife, mm -hmm. but you know, she, she wants to have these certain things in the home. They're not necessarily sinful things, right? But they're just not wise. Or your kids might push back or your peers might push back or even peers at church may may think that you're silly, you know, mm -hmm. for not letting these things in your home. But you're going to courageously stand your ground and say, no, those things are not allowed in here. Yeah. I'm, I'm protecting my family from these things. Right. That's right. courage. That's courage. Dads too. have to make those kind of courageous decisions all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're passive all too often, <laughs> not courageous. Yeah. But there's plenty of opportunity there for you to be a courageous man. Yeah. There was another quote in there from uh, Rickenbacker. Do you remember what that quote was? Mm -hmm. Or yeah, Let me find that real quick. He was um, talking about, you know, what his, I guess his definition mm -hmm. uh, of courage was. What was that? Yeah. Courage is doing what you're afraid to do. Mm. There can be no courage unless you're scared. Right. So, so we, we talked about this a little bit at the beginning beforehand that courage and fear, they have, they're, they're always present together. Yeah. Right. That's what he's getting at. Right. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't have courage unless you're afraid of something. Right. Right. right they're right. necessary complements to one another. Right. 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 Yeah. And they, and they, it's not like courage gets rid of fear. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, it's in the midst of the fear mm -hmm. that you are doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to a point. Can you have courage and not do the right thing? Can you have courage and not do the right thing? Yeah. 
What do you think? I'm not sure I understand. (laughs) Can you be courageous and not be doing something right? So in my opinion... um, Can you courageously do the wrong thing? Can you courageously do the wrong thing? Or is it courage? Yeah. Is that defining courage? Or um, I I, I mean, I mentioned to you about the... um, the Arthur Ashe Award. So in the sports world, they give these ESPY awards um, and it celebrates all the athletes for the year. Mm-hmm. And 2015, they gave that award to um, Bruce Jenner, Caitlyn Jenner at the time um, in t- 2015. And, you know, there was a, a, you know, some people were like, man, yes, because Caitlyn Jenner for coming out and just trying to be who he she wants to be mm-hmm. is an act of courage because despite, dis, despite what most <clears throat> people would think and whether or not that would be accepting or not and i'm sure there was fear in the midst of fear mm-hmm. he decided to come out he decided to do this because this is who he is mm-hmm. so um, is that courage is that courage yeah this is a tricky question um I think, I guess it depends on your definition. Yeah. So let's define courage then. What what would we say our true courage Mm -hmm. um, definition would be? Courage in its purest form would be uh, doing something that you're afraid to do or in the, in uh, the face of opposition, but you're doing it anyway for the good of other people. Okay. Or because it's right. Which one? Or both? Both. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because you can do, you know, in that case, Caitlin can say, I'm doing it for other transgender Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. Do I'm doing it for the good of other people. I'm the first. Right. But other people can follow in my footsteps or what have you. Or uh, Leah Thomas. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can think that you're doing the right thing. mm Mm-hmm. For the good of other that people. That it's actually for the good of other people, but it, it may not be for yeah. the good of other people, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so that that is, we may, I think we may call that courage. It's just misguided courage, okay. right? This person is still a courageous person. They have what it takes. Maybe we could say this. They have what it takes to stand in the face of opposition, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that they should be standing mm-hmm. for that thing. Yeah, right, right, right. 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 Um, Ultimately, I think as Dennis points out, courage in its purest form is always connected to the creator and the way that he created things to be, mm-hmm. right? So I, I'm, in other words, we have to then ask the question, what is truly right for other people? And in yeah. order to answer that question, we have to kind of go into the metaphysical and say, well, what has God said? Yeah. Right. Yeah, because we can't, be in this mode where we're defining what's right and wrong Mm -hmm. because what's right for one person may not be, if they're defining it, is not the same definition of what's right for somebody else. The whole relativism issue. Yeah. So we have to have a standard Mm -hmm. in order to know what is true and right. Right. God is that standard. God is that standard. His his scriptures, Mm -hmm. right, where we find out. Yeah. And like we said in our mission statement that we are... That is the goal, is to be men who 
um, follow their God-given responsibility for the good of other people. Mm -hmm. For the good of the next generation. For the good of the next generation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is... Yeah, that's important. It's an important question to ask when we're, t when we're discussing courage as men. We need to make a distinction between what the culture calls courage and courageous. Mm -hmm. What we what? accept as being courageous or, or admirably courageous yeah. versus what is truly admirable mm -hmm. with regards to courage. Um, yeah, and what should that, be rewarded. And what should be rewarded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right, right. I mean, it was... Bruce Jenner courageous, I guess in one way. It's it's hard. It's it's it feels almost wrong to say that. But if we're if we're kind of neutralizing courage, like it's 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 amoral, you know, um, then yes, you could say it's courage because there was fear there, and he stood in uh, despite that opposition. It just wasn't courage from the right place. It wasn't mm -hmm. courage based on truth. It wasn't courage based on reality, mm -hmm. right? Is he the kind of person who, uh, if he knows what the truth is, could be courageous? Yeah, maybe he, he could be. We saw that there was courage here, right? It's just right. a misguided courage at this yeah. point. Yeah. And therefore, it's not something that we should commend. Right. right we right. should never be. Uh, commending that kind of courage. Oh, yeah, yeah well done, Bruce. Yeah. You know, for yeah. for standing for truth. Yeah, and I rights. don't know if Caitlyn Jenner was even thinking that they were courageous I, I would, or not. Yeah. I mean, we're given that award, right, but right, right. I don't. You know, sometimes you can be given something like, "Oh man, that was a great act," but mm -hmm. um, as it says in the book, um, later chapters, that most people will say, "Oh, I was just." doing what I'm supposed to do. They don't even think of it as mm -hmm. an act of right, right, right. courage. It's just my duty. It's just my duty or it's just <clears throat> it's natural for me to mm -hmm. do this. It's other people who would put that um, label of courageousness on them. Mm -hmm. And that may be very well with, with, with this, which is also a fault. So mm -hmm. like you're saying, we should not be celebrating something that is not and not true and mm -hmm. right. Right. Um, not according to the standard right, that right. God has set before right. us. Right, and to put this in perspective, to take it to an extreme, one, I think, very effective form of argumentation. If a pedophile, which is an increasing problem in our culture, mm -hmm. there's even advocacy for it you now increasingly. If they want to advocate for pedof uh, pedophile rights, yeah, um, that they, they, you might, they might say that that's courageous, that I'm standing my ground, you mm -hmm. know, for this because this is my right. Mm -hmm. I mean, if, if you want to use the word courageous, you can. I'm, it's not going to come out of my mouth. Right. You know? I mean, like technically it might be, mm -hmm. um, but that's not the kind of courage that's truly commendable, truly um, inspirational, right? Like it, it's, it's disconnected yeah. from the creator, yeah. right? And so to bring it full circle for us. What well, kind of just to go back, what would be courageous if, if someone is struggling with that mm, oh yeah. and hiding it, and then bringing it to light, knowing that all these things could happen as far as, uh, you know, at this point, the legal things are, um, you know, could lose friends, lose family, lose job, lose whatever. But in an attempt to overcome it, you're saying in an attempt to overcome it, but coming out and saying, I'm struggling with this, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. in pedophilia or what have you, rather than it being discovered. But, yeah. you know, and then 
going to the point of you know apologizing going through restoration yep. going through yep. all that yeah, kind that's, of stuff that's really great yeah. that would be courageous courageous mm-hmm. you know still someone dealing with the same thing but doing it in the right way mm-hmm. and again we go back to that right you know going back to god ordained truth right you know yeah 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 and that's true i think for any sin right anything that you Definitely. might be struggling with yeah. it is the courageous manly thing to do to wrestle that sin to the ground right get it out of your life yeah. which requires among other things confession yeah and reconciliation etc bringing yeah. things to light mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. so courage is not something to wrap up this first chapter it's not something that exists only on the battlefield mm-hmm. it's not only an act of valor it is those things but it's more than that right we have opportunity to be courageous probably on a daily basis right mm-hmm. it takes courage to make the right decision whenever that right decision is bound to face some kind of opposition it could be with your teenager you know, sticking to your expectations and boundaries. That takes courage, yeah. right? And you're doing it for the good of your teenager, even though they can't see it, right? right? Um, it, it takes courage to admit when you're wrong, to go about re- seek, seeking reconciliation, et cetera. Mm-hmm. All the other ways that we've that we've discussed, it takes courage to step out of your comfort zone and serve other people. Yeah. And maybe the last thing that we should say before we wrap up is that to become men who can do amazingly courageous things, we need to understand like in everything else in life, you start small. Mm. You start with being courageous in the small everyday things. Right. And you build that courageous muscle. You over time become a man uh, of great courage. And yeah. that will inevitably become part of your legacy. Love it. Well, that's chapter one. Hopefully you guys will join us for chapter two of Stepping Up. Um, just in, I have enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully you have too. Don't forget, real dads lead.